Blow, and welcome back to the Tree League Football Podcast, and officially the first show for the 2021 high school football season. I'm your host, Dan Albano of the Orange County Register and OC Varsity, and I'm joined once again by my partner, Scott Barajas, as we dive deep into the Tree League football season. And Scotty, this is our first show since June of 2020. There's There was a lot of uncertainty then. And there's been a lot of uncertainty over the last several months, but we know now for sure that the high school football season will be happening in 2021. It's going to be an abbreviated, mostly league uh, season, and uh, that fits right in with uh, with our show, the Tree League Football Pro- uh, Podcast. So let's uh, get right into it, Scotty. I'd like to know your reaction about this abbreviated uh, season. Most teams are be playing their five or six league games, um, or in some cases playing one non-league game and then playing their their league season. A few different com- uh, combinations out there because of the size of their leagues. But in the Trinity League, there's going to be a five-game league season and, and up to one non-league game, and that's going to be it, just a regular season. So what do you think about this format coming to uh, – the kids in, in this uh, upcoming season uh, amid the pandemic. Yeah, Dan, it's, it's uh, first of all, it's great to be back. And uh, secondly, you know, I, you know, for a moment there, I, you know, wasn't sure that there was even going to be a season, you know, it, it took all this time in the last, this was the last hurrah and it actually, you know, everything came through. Uh, you know, I wish I could say, you know, they could have played a full, you know, schedule, you know, and having playoffs, but it is what it is. And so we're basically, you know, having spring football with pads, um, you know, right. as I guess, you know, and then after, you know, the last game a week later, it's going to be actually spring, uh, <laughs> actual spring football is going to begin. So, um, you know, when CIF, they, they, they kind of canceled or wavered uh, the dead period, you know, and, and we're going to go straight into, uh, you know, that fall season. So, um, you know, with the numbers, you know, you know, dropping, you know, I know everybody's been uh, hoping that, um, you know, fans were going to be able to see all these games. And, um, you know, hopefully that uh, the numbers will will be under that five, the number uh, five and um and then uh, that they keep dropping and then maybe, you know, everyone's just, you know, be able to just mask up and, you know, you know, have, you know, be, be able to be in the stadium. Um, you know, everybody's just going to be, um, you know, do their part and, um, and then maybe we'll, uh, you know, have some fans in the stadium. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, a crazy time because, uh, I, I think a lot of schools, you know, thought that there would be a season and a lot of them, some of them weren't even preparing for it. Um, and some were, um, and then, and now we're actually going to have the, you know, the season. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And I, and I am as well. And I think, I think one of the, the, the feelings that you're hitting on is, you know, gratitude. I'm sure there's a lot of high school seniors that are happy that they get to finish out their scene, their, their high school careers with some games. And, um, you know, so I think there's a lot of gratitude, and it's. Uh, I think it's going to be a short sprint, and I'm interested to see what some of the mentality is there. Like you mentioned, with some of your your references to, you know, it's almost maybe feel a little bit like spring, but I think there's definitely going to be some high competition in the Trinity League, and you know, throughout Southern California, Orange County, there's going to be some pockets of teams that are, you know, the the best that they can win now is the league championship. The most they can go is six and zero. Oh. 
and or you know five and zero win a league championship, and I think those will be really coveted by teams that are you know that are used to success. But I also think there's you know there's there are some other you know competing and, and certainly understandable forces at work. There's there's COVID concerns. There's um, season two sports that are you know a lot of football players you know could be involved in it from bat from baseball lacrosse um, perhaps track and field you know and those seasons are have the potential to have postseasons and have full runs and then you also have the college element that we'll kind of get into that some kids have already signed they've already enrolled they're gone um, from the class of uh, class of uh, twenty uh, twenty one. So, um, but what do you think, Scotty? You think you're you think this, the the league is gonna be you know pretty competitive, and there's gonna be some teams really going after it, or do you feel like it could be maybe a mix, and there'll be some teams maybe looking toward you know the fall of of 2021 and, and the next high school season? You know, there's three teams I know that um, I could say that, and we know modern day Bosco and Servite um, as far as the others go they're just to me i haven't seen that urgency that i've seen within those three other teams and in in you know hearing from you know um you know people within those programs or their posts and on you know with the social media um you know and i i i know it's just you know hearsay but you know social media is a powerful tool we have and um and it speaks volumes especially you know how everything works in in, um, in this day with you know recruiting offers, um, you know just getting the information out, and especially um, with trying to get all these games scheduled. Because I think Twitter helped you know with with all these teams getting scheduled. So, um, but yeah, back to the you know I I know those three teams will you know are, are gauging you know to be you know to be the top dogs, I guess you could say in the league, I, you know, as far as, you know, when we go and we'll talk more about these teams later on, but just on paper, right off the bat. Yes. Modern day St. Uh, St. John Bosco and, and Servite. Um, and I can't, you know, I, I still think that, well, you know, the other teams are going to be competitive, you know, but I, did, I just, I just don't see that sense, that urgency at least yet, you know, maybe that will change once we get into the closer into the games, but that's just my take. That's that's interesting, Scotty. I would probably add. I, I have seen. Uh, San, I think Santa Margarita's expressed urgency from what I've seen in their off season, and I think they've been um, pretty fired up. So I think they have high expectations as well. So um, and and I and we'll and I'm sure you know at some point and we'll we'll learn more about Olu and Jay Sarah. So, but I would add Santa Margarita into that uh, mix. Let's talk about um, some of the key dates. Oh, go ahead, Scotty. I did have, okay, you know, now that you would say that, um, there is one other little tidbit of information and, 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 and you probably are maybe right. Um, but I guess Santa Margarita had a team that played in the winter circle league, this, this, you know, club season and supposedly beat the Servite team. It was like 21, 20, it was a very close game, but both teams had the majority of their players per se. And so that kind of was a surprising, you know, result, I guess you could say. Um, but like you said, it is what it is, club. But, it, you know, it just kind of like it does, you know, kind of put it out there. And so so you, you probably are right that you could probably maybe, you know, you know, 
and I know that that they probably are saying, you know, fine, sleep on us, and yeah. we'll back and surprise <laughs> a lot of people, yeah, which is great, more power to them, you know. But um, but that's just a little tidbit of information yeah. that people didn't that people didn't know. So that's true. So let's move on to some of the dates that uh, kind of set the, the the framework on how this season is going to play out because it's obviously it's not something we've never experienced before. This abbreviated season in the spring. So coming up uh, this Saturday, March 6th, there will be some a few scrimmages going on throughout Southern California football. Um, and one of them will be uh, Bosco at Damien. I believe that's a 6 o'clock uh, start. And uh, like you mentioned, Scotty, you know, spectators is a big thing right now, discussion. And apparently on that one, two parents per player are going to be allowed into that game. Um, and... I believe Jay Sarah, uh, I'm told from Coach Harlow, said they're going to have an, a uh, situational uh, scrimmage against Norco also on Saturday. And, and across you know Southern California, Orange County, there's going to be other teams that are going to be scrimmaging. So look for, for some of those to be happening. Um, now, and then the, non, the official season will start uh, the weekend of March 12th. That will be um, the non-league games. So... Um, and those are interesting because not all the tree league teams as of this point have non-league games. So here's a little bit of a rundown of who's got games. And I'm mean, I want to get your opinion on it, Scotty. So St. John Bosco is going to open its season on March 13th at home against visiting Sierra Canyon, who just by the way is the uh, reigning uh Division 2 Southern Section champion. They also won they won their SoCal um, Division One AA bowl game and got to a state final last season. So that pit, that pits the reigning Division One champion Bosco Braves against the reigning Division Two champs Sierra Canyon. And then on March twelfth, Santa Margarita is going to be playing at Mayfair non league season opener and Servite at those Damian Spartans on March twelfth as well. But Still looking for games, and Coach Rawlinson, I've checked in with him. He sounds like he's really still looking for a non-league game, but right now, Modern Day doesn't have a game. Jay Sarah doesn't have a non-league game, and Coach Harlow said they're not going to play one. And um, Orange Lutheran, I don't believe, has one as well so on the latest schedule I've seen from the Lancers. I mean, anytime, Scotty, that you can get a, a non-league game, you know, before, you know, in, in this scenario, you know, get a little... Um, if you don't have a scrimmage or you get another extra game, it's great for the players, and it does give some preparation for the league openers. I would say that gives, you know, in this 2021 sprint of a season, having a non-league game is kind of a big deal, I think, and I think that will help Bosco Santa Margarita Servite perform better in league. And not that the, it's not insurmountable for the other teams, but I think if they all could get a non-league game or they had the personnel or things lined up, that'd be the way to do it. What's your thoughts? Yeah, with the, uh, you know, with the schedule, uh, it's, it is, you know, I'm just kind of surprised that, you know, Olu and, and, and Jay Sarah and who was the other team, or well, Santa, Mar- well, Santa Margarita has a game, but they don't have a scrimmage, but, or, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it looks like, that they don't have any games. I mean, modern day, I'm, I'm not surprised because it seems like nobody wants to schedule them, which I can't understand. I mean, I can't understand, but I also don't understand how Bosco, you know, can get games just as easy when, when, you know, do the coaches know something that we don't know that the media doesn't know because it seems like the media always puts Bosco and modern day on an even levels 
but apparently, but when it comes to trying to play or schedule games, nobody wants to play modern day. Um, and, you know, I think there was La Habra, I think St. Francis, Mission Viejo, Chaminade, all had games scheduled, you know, openings and supposedly all declined. Um, modern day, I guess, had an agreement to do Bishop Gorman, but I guess um, CAF won't allow out-of-state you know, because of the right. pandemic, so they can't come in. Otherwise, they would have picked up that one. Um, they would are supposed to, they were supposed to play Centennial, but because Riverside County hadn't reached the threshold yet, that put that game, you know, in jeopardy. And, and actually, you know, five, I think today was the first day that Riverside County or all the counties were able to play, but it pushes them back, so that game can't be played. Otherwise, modern day would have played Centennial. Yeah. So it just, I don't know, it's just kind of perplexing, you know, that they that Bosco can get the games, but modern day can't. So, um, you know, so, so coaches must know something that, you know, that the media doesn't know, even though, you know, the media seems to be that it's always a pick em, So, um, and then, you know, you know, it is vital. I do agree it is vital to have that scrimmage because a lot of teams, you know, for even Bosco breaking in new quarterbacks, I think everybody's breaking in a new quarterback except for Servite um, and Orange Lutheran. And Santa Margarita, uh, too. And Santa Margarita, that's right. You know, so you want to have that before you go into league. That's, that's, that, that, that's very um, um, understandable. Um, but... Uh, Yes. So, and I think you know, I think modern day. I think modern day's first game is going to be Jay Sarah, and I think Jay right. Sarah will. You know, they'll have that modified scrimmage, but they won't have a non-league game. You know, so both of those teams will go into that one without have you know having to play. So really, Bosco is really you know they got Damian, who's no slouch, and then they that Sierra Canyon, who's like you said that you know you know so that will you know have them you know set up so. Yes, um, and then the schedule moves on to March 19th. That is when the Trinity League season will begin, first week, and those matchups like you already touched on, Modern Day, Jay Sarah, Bosco takes on, uh, plays at Santa Margarita, Orange Lutheran and Servite hookup. That's always a good traditional uh, Trinity League opener. Those two schools have a, a nice rivalry and played some good openers in the past. I wonder, of you know, just... First glance of those games, which one do you think will be the the closest, Scotty, between those three? I'm kind of thinking it could be Santa Margarita Bosco or um, you know Olu Servite, but I I wonder if if maybe the Eagles are for real. They they play a pretty good game against Bosco. Uh, and that one's it's hard to say. It's you know it's hard to say. Um... Uh, you know, because it's, you know, and I know we'll go more into depth into the preview, but just off of base of what we know, maybe the Santa Margarita, you know, Bosco, depending on, you know, what, you know, there's a lot of question marks because Bosco's having, you know, you know, new quarterback, you know, and uh, we'll touch more a little bit in a, a bit about the receiving core. Um, it, you know, so I know they have that running, you know, the running game, you know, they have the backside of their defense is going to be new. So it's, there's, you know, but it's, again, it's, it's, it's Bosco. So, and then we talked about Santa Margarita beating Servite in that club season. So, you know, they have a lot to prove after their, you know, winless season last year. Um, so I, yeah, it, it'll be, you know, be interesting and, you know, Servite, Olu, 
I don't know. I, I think Servite's got their heads up, you know, because they played a whole, you know, a club season. And as far as having their, you know, legs, do they, will they still have their legs? Will they still have, you know, you know, their, their timing may be still, you know, on because they, you know, kind of played, you know, you know, football with, um, you know, with, with, with that physical football, you know, in the pads, not just, you know, shorts and t-shirts and helmets, you know, so. Yeah. Now, a big part of, you know, just starting to, you know, talk about the, the season and preview and just give an overview, a big thing will be like I, what we kind of kind of alluded to, you know, some players could opt out this year and they and they have and or they're just not necessarily opt outs, but, you know, some key players will be missing because of some of the circumstances, you know, like obviously there's a pandemic and COVID, but, you know, with the season being delayed, a lot of kids have graduated early and have headed out to college are already there so that's that will take some players away and that's probably the main thing but then there's also some athletes like we said are you know that you know this delayed season and the calendar kind of conflicts with the season two which in a lot of ways holds a lot of attractive promises because it could have postseason you could have track going you know cif track you could have cif baseball you could have um lacrosse is having its first season uh, in CIF championships. So there could be some interesting things that are drawing some of the uh, players away from the the short season. But let's go over a couple of the key players that, you know, we already kind of know that are going to be out. Um, you know, for St. John Bosco, for example, Bo Collins, the fine receiver, he's he signed with Clemson, and he's already enrolled there at Clemson. Uh, Santa Margarita's got a couple ones that are interesting. Brody Crane, Keanu uh comma that are uh, they're headed to uh, navy and army respectively they're both going to be out this season focusing on academics that's according to first year coach and, and welcome to the training league um officially as a head coach anthony rogier is taking over the program at saint uh at santa margarita uh, that they're definitely need some of some coaching stability so best of luck to coach anthony rogier but there's two um pretty good players of course brody crane outstanding center and then uh, Coach Harlow at Jay Sarah says he has, quote, uh, quite a few players that have gone on to other sports. So that could be interesting about Jay Sarah where they, I'm sure they have some other young talent coming up and, you know, feel good about, um, you know, their players that they do have. But as we've mentioned before, they have lost a lot of players. So you wonder where the lines are. They lost a lot of players to transfers. But um, and then you add an Orange Lutheran, got R.J. Regan, uh you know, all town, all county type cornerback. Uh, he um, signed and enrolled early at uh, at Arizona State. So there's a couple there that, um, and maybe Scotty, you can give us the rundown. But there's there's a, there's a handful also at uh, modern day that are in the same uh, same uh, situation. Right. So so Jalen Davies and uh, Christian Dixon, uh, the receiver, and Jalen is cornerback are the two at, at modern day that aren't. Or that opted out and they're already enrolled and in, in off to, to their colleges. Um, you know, for me, and then you touched everybody on everybody else, you know, the most crucial um, or most impactful, you know, I would probably say is Bo Collins, um, you know, because Bosco didn't return a lot of receiver nor the size or the skill set that Bo had. And, you know, with only Jody McDuffie, he's the only experienced receiver that they have, but they have some younger kids. You know, then you have Jalen would probably be my, you know, next – you would, without a doubt, you know, the 
would have given modern day that probably you know that the the best the top secondary uh cover corners you know with Damani and him but now you know it's it, it, it's still up for debate and you know you still hear even with the guys that are coming in and filling in you know and that's probably going to be you know like the nickelback camp sydney um who's probably going to fill in there um and we can talk more about him you know later on but um you know, you just miss Jalen's ex- experience and his, you know, his lockdown um, ability. You know, and then the third, I would say Robert Regan, who's probably Olu's best returning, going to be their best returning player on either side of the ball. Um, you know, he was they lose a great cover guy who was only getting better. He seemed like he got better every time we saw him play. Um, so it would just been a nice to see him play again and, you know, go against, you know, those matchups with, uh, you know, T-Mac, you know, CJ and Chiron. Um, but, um, you know, he's on his way to Arizona State and, you know, good luck to him. So, uh, you know, those are probably the three, you know, Christian Dixon, you know, he, he would, it doesn't hurt modern day. I don't think that as much, you know, it maybe hurts him as far as like a big, you know, big receiver, but it doesn't hurt modern day's depth at receiver um as much it you know it just you, you miss that big target but they'll be okay without him so uh but those are your guys that are you know who are going to be the most impactful yeah so you got you mentioned Jalen Davies who's uh of course is already at uh Oregon at a cornerback there and then and then Christian Dixon signed with Michigan so um couple uh, obviously going to some some great programs and you mentioned Imani Jackson who's a recent commit to USC and maybe the the top um, junior in the state uh, that will be definitely uh, great to see his progress uh, coming up in 2021. But he's right there with another. You know, you mentioned uh, T Mac McMillan at Servite. Maybe he's the top uh, junior in the state. But there's also a new running back at Modern Day to also watch out, uh, Scotty Wright, who's also in that conversation, class of 2022. You know, state top recruit. And you're speaking of Raleigh Brown, who's, yeah, when we've touched base on him before, I mean, I think everybody is just eager to see him, you know, play and get on the field because he is electric and dynamic. Um, Yeah, so we're just, you know, hoping that, you know, we're able to get these, you know, five games in and that, you know, you know, that everyone gets to see him play because he is a, a treat to watch. On both, actually, on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, during he he did a lot of seven on seven in the kind of the off season, and I guess he, you know, was he was if equally as good. And if you've talked to Rick Biggins, he's equally as good on defense as he is on offense. Um, and there was also saying that if there was also been talk about him, if you had to ask, you know, who would be the top corner, and they said it would actually be Ray Leak, not 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 Damani. But you know, oh. I, I think that's all in joking aside. But that's how good he is that he could play both sides equally so um so that's something to to to, to watch out for but but yeah hopefully he will get everybody get to see him this year yes and, and relique brown of course a recent commit to oklahoma so um well scotty so there's uh some players to to that are missing but plenty of talent usually in the trinity league i'm sure will you know surface in in short order here as the season is uh rapidly approaching so there's a couple players that you know that will be missing. We touched upon you know some of the the non league schedule and, and and the calendar of it, and we gave you our reactions to the season. So that's an overview, uh, real quick off the bat. And the Trinity League uh, Football Podcast will be back in your life on a, a weekly basis 
starting next week with uh, some more analysis, our season preview. So, Scotty, I'm looking forward to talking some football. It's been a long time since we really, uh, you know, talking a lot of football. Yeah, it has. I mean, I think it's, what is it? It's been 13 months <laughs> since we've seen a, a game on the field. I mean, I, I don't know, my, my, maybe my math is off or not, but it seems like it's been, it's, it's been too long. So, um, you know, hopefully we're, we will be able to get out to those games, you know, because I guess I don't, you know, there's been word that, that maybe media may not even be able to, to be present. Um, our your good friend Sonheimer said uh, that, that there was a tweet about um, media not being able to cover games. He didn't say specifics, but that's you know something interesting. So you know who knows? We'll have to wait. Yeah, and see. I've thought a little bit about you know definitely the access. I hope that is there for us. Uh, but there is streaming options. I think that we're going to have to include in our preview. So we'll be passing those along to the fans and what uh, streaming is available. And, uh, yeah, if I'm lucky enough to get into a game, I, I was thinking maybe I'm covering some games at the sidelines if, if possible. That's what, how I used to when I When I came up at the register a long time ago, I used to cover the games uh, from the sideline and uh, run around and stay out of the way. And uh, that was before the age of uh, you know live tweeting during the games and doing updates. It was a little bit different time. I wasn't worrying about my, having my laptop and uh, more, you know, I didn't have a you know, smartphone that I was doing these updates. Uh, so the press box has been it's been nice for that, but at this point, we'll take whatever we can get. Yes, hopefully that uh, that's uh, what we uh, the best we can wish for. Exactly. Well, um, Scotty, great talking to you again, and thanks for everyone for joining us uh, back here on the Trinity League Football Podcast. Until next week, stay safe. 